OTB GAA Listen Tony oh, He scored 3-4 the last day Like I said it there During the week that, Like if you scored 3-4 in training You expect Michael Lee Higgins Come down the helicopter <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed Wherever you get your podcasts Hurling on off the ball With Board Gosh Energy Proud sponsors of the Senior Hurling Championship and this is Off the Ball Saturday on News Talk. John Duggan with you through to five. So Kilkenny and Clare contest the second All-Ireland Senior Hurling uh, semi-final at Croke Park at four o'clock tomorrow. Before that is Champions Limerick against Galway. Six o'clock this evening at Croke Park. Five three one zero six, folks. You want to get in touch with your passenger on the road to Croker because we're so buzzed about this and we're delighted to have two legends in the studio, the former Limerick player, Kieran Carey and the ex-Galway player, Oddie Canning. Kieran and Oddie, you're both very welcome. Thanks, John. How are you doing here? I'm delighted to hear you describe our studio as something like a downtown Manhattan, Kieran, when you came into us a few moments ago. So we appreciate that. That's right, yeah. yeah. And I suppose brought back a few memories of my days going out to New York playing a bit of hurling. So that's where I actually came from when you see the helmets and the jerseys. So it's a class spot. Were you there for All-Stars, was it? Late 90s? No, actually, back in the day, uh, you could go to New York on a Friday and Telemunda. But Boston you had to go for the summer, Chicago you had to go for the summer, so with a few old kind of weekend trips, going on a Friday, supposed to come back on a Monday, but Monday turned into the following Friday as it, as it, as it goes. If you, so if, you, if you won the match, John, you'd have to stay on for the, the, the next game next weekend, you know? Were you, were you playing for any uh, consistent club out there? or? Actually, the last time I was there, and out was myself and Mark Foley. We were, we were out as don't, guests. Don't incriminate yourself, no. no, really. no, 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 no. <laughs> you, know, you know, I definitely live, live, and I'm very loyal. What happens in the mile stays in the mile. <laughs> and Henry Shefflin and Kim McGrath were taken out. Actually, it overlapped the weekend of the Twin Towers when they came down. Actually, oh God. That was the last time we were there. Believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever get over to New York? No, I didn't, John. I think um, I was always caught doing something during the summer. I think back. When I was going well with Galway, I think Portumna were probably going pretty well around the time. Yeah. So there was never really, a w- I never got the window to go out, you know what I mean? Yeah, you didn't uh, know what split seasons were. <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't actually. You were kind of, it was a kind of a 12 month job back uh, back then. So uh, the opportunity just never came up. Now, I knew lots of lads that used to go out, but I think they were kind of tightening up as the years went on about, you know, transfers and stuff like that. And I think the day was gone where you could just fly out and play a game and come back and play with your club then after that they tend to bring down the spine players 6, 8, 9, 11, 14 it was rare enough to brought cornerbacks <laughs> <laughs> any kind of a guy you'd find to do cornerback yeah. <laughs> uh, this is going to be like uh, Laurel Hardy I'm sorry Ali for the next uh, 45 oh, yeah. minutes yeah, yeah. you're having the time of your lives Kieran Carey the last few years this is just amazing for Limerick people yeah without a doubt and, and I suppose it's to be grateful for it and to enjoy the moment because sometimes you know it can go so quick and it could be finished and you might say what happened but for me from day one since 2018 to 9 it's I suppose been very grateful that I'm around to witness it and to be part of the journey and to know to know a lot of the guys as well you know so and I'm also realist you know all good things at some stage also comes to a finish and, uh, but, you know, being a Limerick player, next Limerick player, being a Limerick supporter, uh, being around for the last four or five years, it's, it's a bit like being in heaven, to be fair. And it's sorted out the pain, has it, of obviously the, you know, the tough days you had in the 90s in Croke Park and all that? Yeah, I, I suppose uh, I would have come to peace with all of right. that, you know, really a long time ago, you know, and, and I suppose, thankfully I did. So if I hadn't, I probably wouldn't have had the experience to enjoy the last four or five years. Good point, yeah. You know, so I do remember from 18 to now that I could soak it up and I suppose and be, and be part of a supporter and an ex-player and to, and to enjoy it to the fullness. Would you have the same thing with Joe winning 2017 and making the breakthrough that you come yeah. to peace with these 
tough defeats and losing all Ireland finals and that. Yeah, 100%, John. I think like we were just chatting outside with Kieran and, and you know, there was sometimes back in the day there was a narrative of, well, they just didn't want it enough or, you know, the hunger wasn't there or whatever, you know, all these kind of uh, ways you describe why you lose games by a point. But I mean, for me, like here and I suppose I was a realist playing hurling and I always look back in the games and I said were we really good enough to win when I was there um, and for one reason or another we came up short we played in two World Ireland finals never made the breakthrough but on the day did we deserve to win them games probably not on the overall 70-75 minutes so for me you know I, I used to I'd look at it objectively. Um, they don't hand all Ireland to you you have to go out there and win them on the day and uh, so looking back on my career I was you know probably lucky that with Portumna we had a lot of success as well and that probably took a bit of the pain away from, from not having the success with Galway but when 17 arrived you know I was asked on the day like what, what's your overriding feeling here and it wasn't even really a feeling of joy or anything it was a feel. The, my feeling was relief and uh, that these players on the pitch and Joe included had soldiered for years and years with Galway had been beaten back in you know close games with Kilkenny you know I think 12 and 14 kind of sticks out uh, had some great games against Tipperary you know before that and then to make that breakthrough in 17 it was unbelievable but I remember back on that day and you know I think the first five or six shots Galway took that day against Waterford all, nearly, nearly I think five, five out of six went over the bar and they got a great start to that game and they just did it on the day they ju- and they had to I mean there was t- tight spots in that game uh, I know they were the favourites probably coming into that match um, after the semi-final and, f- and quarter-final that year but for them getting over the line after such a long time for me it was just a relief that these players had been rewarded we never got there then, you know I played with a generation of players over probably 14 or 15 years that, that didn't do it uh, lots of great players in Galway but that was that was our that was our lot and sometimes you have to look back and be, be thankful that you were there to experience it but didn't get over the line but for that that group of players brilliant and I think Limerick probably felt the same way when you made the breakthrough after all the years that year is probably a bit surreal and you're kind of jeez you know we've done it we've done it and I think over the last few years as Kieran said there I think you've probably settled in and enjoyed the journey now over the last three or four years because once you make that breakthrough in fairness to this Limerick team and the management they've kind of they've kind of pushed on and they're really making hay while the sun is shining unfortunately for Galway after 17 you know we got back in 18 oh look he lost by a point and again um that's just the way the cookie crumbles. So Limerick have gone on to do great things since, and they're 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 probably proven to be, you know, they're getting there. That Kilkenny team we saw back in uh, back in the probably nineties, early two thousands, that was really special. But Limerick are they're they're coming up on them now if they can keep going for another couple of seasons. I was down at the Munster final, Kieran, and, and my late dad was Clare, and my mother's Limerick City. But uh, the identity that 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 this success is fostered with the people, the cranberries music playing, the bars uh, open, uh, you know, people on the street, you know, the just the, the belonging that it's that, that wasn't there for for a long time. Everybody's invested in this. It's like Italian auntie down there for them. Yeah, without a doubt. And, and I suppose when I got to work from Monday to Friday, sometimes I kind of boycott and go through Hyde Road, and I'd have reasons to go up to my Ross from time to time, and you know. In before 2018, you'd always see a football or a rugby ball. Any day you go up there now, you see hurlies out and kids playing hurling. So that's the domino effect it has. But you're right, it has ignited Limerick City and County since 2018 to now. Is there maybe something with Galway, Adi, I was thinking to myself, that they lack a bit of bite with County. So Limerick have Clare, uh, Limerick have Tipperary, uh, and you've got Kilkenny-Tipperary rivalry, Limerick... Uh, 
players have just said that Galway maybe sometimes don't have that cause against another county that that might sometimes gel them into a fire that that gets them over the line. I, I've never thought of it like that, John. But maybe you're right. I mean, we're coming coming from Connacht, obviously, and coming into the Leinster Championship. We would have played teams over the years. I suppose the biggest rivalry maybe was maybe Tipperary in the last number of years back in 16, 17, 18. There were some great games back then. You know what I mean? It swung both ways over over a three or four year period there. Uh, there would be a bit of rivalry with Kilkenny, but we don't have that history um, really with any team. I remember maybe back in the... 80s when, when Galway won the two All-Irelands back-to-back. I mean, the Tony Kiddy affair and that, there was a yeah, bit about that. They had some big battles that time with, with Tipperary and with Kilkenny and, and uh, you know, but yeah, there's there's probably some merit in that. Um, I know sometimes it can galvanise teams when you're coming up, when you have a number of these local derbies uh, from, from time to time. Clare would be rivalry, you know, definitely South Galway, North Clare. I mean, if you go down and ask anybody down in that area, uh, is there a rivalry with Clare and Galway? They would definitely say yes. So again, um, you know, if, if, if Clare and Galway could make the final this year, I'm sure there'd be a, there would be a lot of rivalry there. Yeah, the semi-final kind of takes a life of its own, doesn't it, in a way? Because your semi-final wins over Kilkenny almost changed how Kilkenny saw themselves. Yeah, I think it did. I mean, I was involved in a couple of them back in definitely 2001, sticks out, 2005. We beat Kilkenny in semi-finals that year. Um, and, you know, Kilkenny, you know, people in down there admitted that they had to go back and kind of review and see, you know, what, what was the problem there. Um, and they probably readjusted from them. But I think with Galway, at times we can, we can really catch fire and we can really put in a great performance but I think maybe a criticism of Galway and ourselves back even when I was playing um, maybe it was that little bit of inconsistency um, and people I wouldn't always agree with them but I know it, ha- it would be said that maybe you're not sure what, what Galway team you're going to get on a day uh, we're always hoping now as, as supporters that you know you get the team that's on fire and, and really click but I, I think they were close the last day against Tipperary I think they're a team that's improving this year I think if they if they, if they took more of their scores the last day against Tipperary you know people would look at it in a different different light it would have been a really good performance whereas you know you look back and you say we got over the line but should have been more comfortable than we were and again you would question that with Galway to say why why didn't they put Tipperary to the sword maybe like other teams would do maybe like Limerick in, in that position or the, the Kilkenny teams w- would do in that position Henry Shefflin how's he been received in Galway obviously he's an outsider possibly the greatest hurler of all time to play the game had great success at Baddy Hale how do the clubs view the team at the moment is there feeling that Galway is on the right road ultimately yeah I think I think Henry's doing a great job I think I suppose Henry his his track record is he, he's a winner he's he's a he's a GA man he's a hurling man um, and I think you know sometimes managers are in difficult positions because if you want to progress in in senior intercounty management there's only so many positions up uh, in each county and so, so many attractive. Uh, positions or teams that you might want to go to so there was no option there was no door open in Kilkenny as we know uh, for Henry so he came to Galway I got asked the question John by you know you've got a few uh, older guys I suppose and this would be just you know pub talk or street talk and will will the lads oh, geez, I don't know will the hurl for Henry like because some of them would have actually played against Henry over the last number of years and, and my answer to that was like I mean if you're a young player or you're a hurler and you don't want to go in and learn from, from Henry Shefflin well, you might as well pack up. You know, you might as well throw back your Galway jersey because you're no good to anybody. If 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 that's going to come into your mindset, now I don't believe that came into any of the players' mindsets. I believe the players accepted Henry, welcomed them in, and were were hungry to find out 
what was the secret maybe in Kilkenny and how did they operate when they were you know winning all those titles so for me he's been he's been welcomed into Galway I think the players have taken to him and again look at Henry's put a, put a good team around him he's brought in you know one or two guys that he knows well and then he's got a number of people that are based up in Galway as well working in the backroom team with him so um, I think this year I think they're showing signs in the last two games that they're getting a better balance is, is my opinion and uh, we're just hoping that this evening they can maybe put all them you know 20 minutes 15 minute performances put them together and get a good 70 minutes out of them and I think they have a real good chance this evening if they do Roy Keane walking into the dressing room surely like it's uh, if Henry Shefflin you know it's uh, I, absolute god yeah exactly and, and you know I'm not sure maybe these were rumours I know maybe some people you know you know didn't didn't uh, fancy or didn't like the idea of Henry maybe going to Galway because obviously Galway and Kilkenny will be playing in the Leinster final over the last number of years and a lot of the games would only come down to a couple of points so you know I'm sure there was people in Kilkenny that maybe you know looked down on that decision from Henry to actually go to Galway to, to help another county maybe to be successful but again you have to look at it Henry I believe is a serious guy I think you'll see him back in Kilkenny at some stage managing that team and, and if he goes to Galway and learns his trade up there I'm sure he'll be welcome back to Kilkenny as, a, as a, a better manager than he left. We talk about secrets there. What has been the secret for Limerick then to have all this consistency, not beaten in the championship at the knockout stage since 2019, Kieran, Kylie, Connerk, Carolyn Kerr, you know, what's been the academy? Is it all just these things? Or is there something that you can pinpoint that's made Limerick the winners they are? It's, it's a combination of every, of everything that you said there and I suppose everything gelling at the right time and you left out the sponsor as well which is huge like you, yeah. you need resources JP. yeah you need resources for all of this and and I suppose timing is everything you know and, and it just appeared to be clicked in 18 and, and I can remember saying at the time because I predicted them in 2018 to go all the way because you could see it kind of brewing for about two years up at minor level in 21 and you could see a kind of you know, the con- you always want the conveyor belt going at minor and 21 and usually you might get two or three. But this particular squad, there was about eight or nine coming through. And, you know, I- if you know anything about hurling, you know, you could see there was a serious crap coming. And and I suppose no different to myself, when you know, when you get a taste of winning your first senior championship, does a taste of more of it. And, you know, they've obviously have serious structures in press. You name them out there. And, uh, you know, with everybody working together, gelling together. And not only that, like he's proven this year as well, he made three ruthless decisions, taking off Keane Lynch, uh, Flanagan, and I forget the third player the one day. Who was it? Keane, Seamus Flanagan, it's not coming to my head anymore, three big guns, so, you know, they're not finished is my point, and I, and I suppose, you know, they're all in their prime now, and, you know, you need to be ruthless when you're, when you're, when you're in your prime. You know, I'm sure this Limerick squad know, deep down, they need to win as much as they can while they're there, and that is their philosophy. Keane Lynch, how is he? Because you're his uncle. <laughs> yeah, Keane, at the end of the day, you, you know, he, he's a human being. You know, he's starting today. You know, I, I know for myself, uh, you know, I can remember on two occasions missing two league campaigns and coming straight into the championship. And, uh, you know, it suits some players, you know, but it's just not like a trip switch or a tap. You know, but uh, either way, either way, I suppose at the start of the week, I was kind of iffy. I was, there was a bit of a tug of war going on. But as the week has gone on and I'm looking at, I suppose, we all know about the Great Wall of China. But now I'm after seeing in the Great Wall of the half back line that we have today. You know, I'm kind of getting a small bit more confident. And but, but, and I suppose the Clare game, all right, I saw glimpses 
of what we were accustomed to seeing in the last number of years. We were seeing a few little spells of it, five minutes here and six minutes there. So if they can crank it up and if they can produce what we're accustomed to seeing in the last number of years, then the question is, you'll ask is, are Galway good enough to put Limerick away? But if they come in playing the similar type of hurling they've done today, then I give Galway a great chance. No, but to be fair, I'd like to add my tuppence worked in her own tinnery. You know, I thought it was a super appointment at the time. But I think it's only now he's probably getting the greatest tune. He's second year as well. Second year, yeah. yeah. And a tough year and he lost his brother as well. There was a lot going on last year. So I think it's now he's probably has Galway at their best since he's been manager. So it's, you know, it's it's the makings of a, a mouth-warning match, match this evening. Uh, Kieran Carey and Ollie Canning in the studio with us on the Hurling semi-finals. Delighted to be talking to them. Where do you play Keane then? I don't like these GA teams. They're doing my head in because all these change, like they're co- they've got to come out early. But then you have all the changes. And what would you like to see? Would you like to see the way it's advertised with uh, Kyle Hayes number six, Garrett Haggerty number seven, Keane at centre forward? Or would you like to see it something different? I'm extremely comfortable with the fifteen on <laughs> 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 the program. Being honest, with you. I am like. But if you take Garrett Haggerty for the last five years, Garrett Haggerty is an after the Harlem played in the halfback, as is Keane Lynch and Tom Morrissey, because that's how they played. So it's going to be like glove and water, glove and a hand to Garrett. Kyle Hayes was automatically. Kyle Hayes is a player, really. You can play anywhere on the field, you'll get the best out of him. So he's going to do his job at centre back. And I think it'll probably suit today because the game has moved on since 2018. So it's a bit, it'll be a bit more man marking. So it is because most players and counties are squeezing up now. So it's definitely going to suit 5, 6, and 7 today because the, the three boys, they're both 6, 5. So I, I believe between 5 and 12 today, this evening, the game is going to be one loss because Limerick usually get huge joys in those areas. We're talking about systems as well as individual positions too. Yeah, we are. And I think, John, like, I mean, I I, I hear what Kieran is saying, but I know Garrod would have played maybe in that area. But when you're wing back, you're responsible for somebody. And from a Galway point of view, if they do line out like that, we're hoping that maybe it's going to be a new venture for Garrod Hegarty because when you're a wing forward, you can drift into that position, but you're not overly worried about the wing back. You just need to win the ball and deliver it where your man is not. Whereas when you actually start wing back, now suddenly your mindset has to change a little bit that now you're, you are responsible for a guy and there's no point you hurling a load of ball and a guy picking up three or four points on you. Um, so that's the little chink I think that Galway is looking at. You know, Declan Hannon was so consistent in Crow Park and probably some of his biggest performances have come in Crow Park over the last number of years. He is the captain of the team. He's a real leader. He's a real, you know, I suppose he probably gives the lads behind him a lot of confidence and when they're coming out that he's always there. Kyle, more used to playing attacking down the wing. Maybe Limerick might lose that as well today. So, from a Galway point of view, I suppose, we're looking for where Galway can get at this Limerick team. I think Yes, they are one of the best teams we've seen uh, probably in the last couple of decades um, and they have been extremely successful. I do believe that this Limerick team has to be upset a little bit for them to maybe the performance to drop Is a little bit. Is that stopping them at source to stopping them getting the ball to the likes of Aaron Galan in the uh, first well, place? Listen, it's, it's a, they play the system so well and, and I've said this before, like Aaron Galan will stand in front of the goals and, and you know, even when Limerick have possession in the half-back line and he's not, sometimes I've seen him and he's not even running for the ball but when they link up that triangle stuff that they do and suddenly they get a guy that's now facing the opposition and I think that's 
that's the that's the time Aaron Galan goes. So Aaron Galan's timing is critical, but the delivery that the ball, I felt sorry for for that clear full back line that that young guy that, that mm. was on him. He got a bit of criticism. I don't believe it was all his fault. I believe the ball that came into Aaron Galan that day was just superb. It was literally bouncing in front of him. He didn't even have to put the hurl on a few of them. Unmarkable, really, that type of ball. I mean, from, from, from a cornerback, yeah. like I mean, and from my own position, I suppose I have a sympathy for for cornerbacks when that quality ball is coming in. So that's going to be a huge problem for Galway today. I know. Um, um, there's so many things going on today. Dahi Burke, I see, has gone back into the full back Three line. and six, they've switched it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So is Dahi going to pick up uh, Galan? Because Galan, in fairness, he's on kind of player of the year form at the moment. Um, but getting back to getting back to the Limerick setup, uh, we just feel in Galway that because they have no Sean Finn, Declan Hannon is gone now, Keane is only coming back from you know injury, uh, we feel that Limerick, there, there is a chance now, if Limerick were out there, peak and at their 100% everybody fit everybody going well it would be a very 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 difficult task this it's, evening pro- it's, for probably, it's probably it's probably your greatest chance today and I think it's anyone's greatest chance not just Galway I think Limerick are not going the same as they were in the last couple of seasons they've had a couple of injuries um, I do believe that mental fatigue can be a thing it's hard build yourself up every year on year on year to be as sharp as you want um, that first couple of years there's a there's a there's a, there's a there's a great drive there you know what I mean um, so I do believe because of the changes that Limerick have, have put out I think Galway potentially have a chance I think they're not going to be as settled Limerick today as they have been in the past and I think Sean Finn is a huge loss in the full back line you know who's going to Conor Whelan is another guy that's probably on you know man of the match the last two games probably if he stays going you know potential player of the year for him um, so I think Galway maybe in in their in the in the in the full forward line they may have a chance of getting at Limerick today, but it's going to be a massive battle. I know Henry will probably flood that middle third. That's the area. That's the battleground. That's where Limerick set up. They get on the ball. They do the short passes. They get they get free and then they deliver a quality ball into the inside line. And if Galway can disrupt that today, I do believe they have a chance. But. But I'm not be, sure. I'm still. I'm still not sure how the. Yeah, but to be fair, I I, I watched them very closely against Tipperary, and I could be wrong here, but I I think that was a dress rehearsal for Galway how they're going to go about their business this evening because they were very defensive minded, and uh, you know, and if you look at that particular game, I think there was only two players in the Tipperary team that were given any, any bit of quality ball, and that's because of the squeeze and the pressure Galway was putting on. Their goalie was one, and Rona Matter was two. Any other player, there was squeeze putting them and the ball just hit. And it was usually 3 to 2 or 2 to 1 in favour of Galway. So they're setting up as, I suppose, the way you should set up to take on Limerick. Would you agree with that? Uh, I would, I would. Because obviously they're the short of four goals conceded against Kilkenny in the Leinster final. And yeah. they did like another goal, <coughs> I think Tipperary scores almost a bit of a fluky goal. They were, they were, they were, they got, well, they got the, the, the building blocks right in terms of defence and then they had 18 wides. So yeah. you, you'd rather improve the, the, the accuracy in the shooting than the defence. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that Limerick have the system so well perfected as regards, and I'm talking about the system as in when they deliver the ball into Flanagan, Galan, you know, Peter Casey, if he's in there, whoever's in there in the full forward line, when they deliver, I think their timing is absolutely brilliant. I think the forwards know, whatever it is, whether it's when the Limerick guy gets the ball, facing the ball, if a Limerick guy has his back to the opposition, 
Galan is just standing there. There's no Limerick guy going to just throw it up and hit it over his shoulder in. It's not done. Knurk and Kylie just will not accept that. So they work it either crossways over here and when a guy gets it facing, then they run. So their timing is brilliant. Galway, I feel, today will have to sit somebody in there. I think Carl Mangan has done it for the last couple of games. He has sat in there in front of that full back line. Uh, very good at distribution. He's a beautiful striker of the ball as well when he gets it. So Galway will need to give that full back line some protection because I just think you can swarm the middle section, middle third of the field, uh, but I still think Limerick will still get quality mm. ball in there. And if you, unless you've got some coverage there, when I was corner back, if you had a sweeper in front of you and you were on a guy, I mean, half your mindset was right. Just keep it out of his hand. That's it. Just break it away somewhere, and that's a great job done because your your sweeper will pick up that ball. But you need somebody there. Uh, uh, you know, one, it, one on one in front of the goals or 50, 20, 30 yards ahead of you, it's a lonely place for a corner back in Crow Park because yeah. just the ball control of these forwards is so good. Like, they're not going, you can't be waiting for them to miss it. They're not going to miss it. So that's why I think Galway would play and, and re- reference what Kieran was saying. Maybe that was the, the set rehearsal or the, you know, that Carl, Carl Mangan was back there covering that position. Parik Mangan can do that as well, cover back in front of the halfback and be an outlet for them. There's so many problems that Galway have to solve this evening. I mean, if they do it, it'll be some victory. Like <laughs> so many problems. And then you have to go and win the thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but Ali is right, right? To be fair, like, what Aaron Galan and Flanagan are doing isn't new. They're doing that for the last five or four years. Like, the dogs in the street can see exactly what's happened. Diagonal balls. So discipline is going to be huge here for Galway today. Discipline meaning holding their shape. You'll have a fair idea after about 10 minutes with the running and the crossing how disciplined they are. If they are going to leave space, uh, like Aaron Galan is accustomed to, and Flanagan, they're going to hurt you. But if they can be disciplined, you know, and have bodies back, then they have a great hot chance. OK, Kieran Carey and Ali Canning, delighted to have them in studio here on our hurling semi-finals preview on Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. You want to get in touch with comment and opinion? 53106 for a text machine, cost of 30 cent, or on Twitter at Off the Ball. We're back after the news. And you're welcome back to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John Duggan with the three to five. Delighted to have Limerick's Kieran Carey and Galway's Ali Cannon in studio previewing the All Ireland hurling semi finals. Limerick against Galway six o'clock throw in this evening at Croke Park, and then Clare Kilkenny four o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Uh, Kieran, you're doing some great work uh, since you you know, hung, hung up the hurl. Maybe kind of explain what you're doing during the week. Thanks, John. Thanks for that compliment. Yeah, since I gave up the hurl, I, I suppose it wasn't my plan, John, really, but I suppose I was geared down this road as a, an addiction psychotherapist counselling and I specialise in addiction uh, for the last 13 years. I'm working in Coonvera Brewery and uh, two shifts a week and myself and two colleagues, we, op- we branched off and opened an organisation ourselves, My Move Counselling and Addiction Services. And, and I suppose I think there's about 15 residential treatment centres in the country and I suppose what we were offering was something different so we've two very good programmes in offer we've two 12 week programmes that allows you to function and get on with your life and commit to getting well in recovery which is at a face to face and we rolled out a new, uh, a new, pr- a new pilot uh, in January so we're also doing a 12 week programme an online recovery treatment programme which has taken off usually since January to now so that is it in a nutshell I could be here for the next month John talking about tins yeah. and outs of it to be fair yeah. it's, it's all complex addiction is all complex there's so many strands and tentacles that sure. it could pull you anywhere Is there any kind of top line thing though you might want to say to anybody that's maybe a bit of a spot at the moment Yeah I, I suppose my experience in working in the field of addiction and, and it sounds 
so simple even when you verbalise it to reach out for help and to pick up the phone but yet when you're in that hole and you're in active addiction it's the hardest thing of all to do so try to get that bit of courage get the phone reach out to a family member and reach out to someone for a bit of support and you know get a bit of help but no shame there's no stigma none whatsoever and I, I suppose back in the day there might have been you know myself personally any fellow who confronts whatever demons he may have and is doing well I'd break his handshake and I'd say well done get on and enjoy your life good for you man you know you found it very fulfilling uh, yeah without a doubt it's fulfilling but uh, but I suppose I, I don't do it because uh, you'd imagine looking at it it's fulfilling I, I, I suppose prior to that John I, I'd have a CV at home the length of O'Connell Street in Dublin from jobs for years yeah. and I suppose I found my true calling yes. eventually and when you found when you find your true calling and you're you're privileged to be in a job that you love and that you have passion for it isn't even work so whatever bonuses come after that you know it's a vocation it yeah. is of course yeah, yeah. I yeah. believe it is without a doubt yeah. and, and GA people as well you know, the, obviously that's available to them. and this. Without a doubt, Janet, but I suppose there's a huge trend in the last three to four years versus 20 years ago. You know, presently known at the moment, addiction is hitting every sector in the country, you know, and that is every sector, whether it's off the field or on the field. So it's actually gone to a new level where it hasn't been before, unfortunately. Yeah, so drugs, alcohol, gambling. Drugs, alcohol, gambling primarily are the big ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and the hash and the weed, Janet. Yeah, also yeah, including yeah, that yeah well well done but it sounds as I said you know it's usually picking up the phone because when you meet a client or someone for the first time and you know they're coming in and feeling nervous and, and I wanted to do this for so long and you know it takes a bit of courage but it takes it takes a little gentle love and push too from the loved one or someone that might know that someone's under pressure or struggling you know, you know to put a hand around him and coax him whatever way it, whatever needs to be done to pick up the phone First step, I think, is what you're... Without a doubt, yeah. the first step is actually yeah, picking up the phone and seeking a bit of help, looking for a bit of help. Sounds so simple, but yet for people, when they're in, when they're in addiction, it can be extremely hard. Yeah, no, well, great work on that. We'd like to touch on it again, maybe in more detail. Um, Colin Cronin on YouTube. What's John's feelings on this year's hurling competition? No, you felt hurling is not as exciting as it used to be. Has anything changed? <laughs> I said I didn't enjoy it as much as I used to, but look, that was um, it's all relative. I've been to 27 finals, so um, it was my favourite game. It has, has been my favourite game all my life, and it just... I feel at times it can be a bit of a shootout goals matter less um, the fullback clearing the ball down the field like Brian Lowen did the relief you'd feel like you felt like you'd scored a point so um, look the game is obviously better from a skill perspective I watched the 97 final the 95 final I watched there recently on YouTube and a lot of wides maybe the ball was harder to hit maybe the boss wasn't as big but the skill levels are off the charts now players are physically better um, they're, they, they train much better they're much more responsible about their maybe their diet and nutrition all that kind of thing and and and, and the, the standards are off off the scale but I just felt that sometimes the game can be a little bit of a Space Invaders game a bit of a tit-to-tat game but uh I'm speaking to two hurlers here, so I'm in the I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the hurler on the ditch here. So I don't know what you think about the game is at the moment. Um, I think it's in a really good place. I, I agree with you, John. I think you know years ago the 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 guy bursting out of the fence and driving a ball eighty or ninety yards up into the sky I mean that is definitely a no no in today's game. Um, you're more conscious of the, the, the delivery of the ball. You know, given that forward the 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 chance, the, the best chance to win that ball down the other end to get a score, um, definitely the tactical side of games has has come out, come on in leaps and bounds. The training preparation side of things. When I came on the scene and I, I was I came onto the Galway seniors in the mid nineties, and I mean, was the gym mentioned that many times? No, um, but again, I just feel that 
guys that time they're in different types of work I think they were stronger from you know doing physical labour or doing farming or whatever yeah. yeah I think so and, and I think you know for me that time if you did a bit of gym work great but you were kind of left to your own devices when we came on board first but now I mean there's programs there and we spoke about this Limerick team the conditioning of them I mean this isn't this didn't start last year I mean I'm sure there's programs in, in Limerick and I've heard about the programs in Limerick uh, in the development squads up along from from right from probably 16 or 17 I'd say Kieran is is when these guys have been have been doing the physical gym work the strength and conditioning is what they call it now if if you don't have a, a, an S&C coach uh, on a team now people don't take you seriously so uh, it has come on in, in, in leaps and bounds but the, the skill levels as you said John they're off the charts they really are um, and again people are giving out about the ball and it's lighter and it needs to be heavier and all that but uh, I just think that the striking ability of players now the hurlies have changed the physical conditioning of players have changed so it's all changed but for me uh, the last few years have been outside of Limerick winning every year it has been very very exciting and uh, I say that with the utmost respect for a team that are operating at the level they're operating at but you always like to see someone come up knock the guys off the, off the yeah. top uh, and another team come through I mean you probably uh, you know you won't get the the 90s was probably a great decade where you had a number of teams coming on the yeah, scene romantic, romance about it Clare, Offaly, yeah. you know all getting in there outside yeah. of Tip Cork and Kilkenny yeah, outside yeah, of the big tree yeah. um, so that was a really good decade for Hurland from an excitement and from a spread point of view yeah. um, Kilkenny probably came along and dominated for a lot of years Cork came along and won the two two All-Irelands as well and then I suppose in the, in the latter years Limerick have been dominating but I still think the game of Hurling is a special special game you know the amount of skills that's on show um, and yes you have to sometimes question maybe some of the defending when when teams are clocking up uh, the big scores but maybe the old sledger of a quarterback has gone out of the game as well maybe you can't uh, you know take lads down as easy the game is definitely just a different it's, game it, maybe it, it, it's it's more free flowing tactics are coming into it, it players are buying into that but for me I think it's at a great place yeah. Them hurling, you know? I, I suppose I'm maybe lament the wildness has gone out of it a bit yes, like the yeah, Aiden, I remember Aidan Ryan the Aiden Ryan against Cork 91 and uh, the, the wildness of the whole thing scores the goal the whole place goes crazy and uh, your point against Clare do you feel it's in as good a place as it's ever been well without a doubt like uh, you know and I'll give a few examples you know if the goalkeeper gave a puck out to the cornerback back in the 90s he'd be taken off <laughs> so <laughs> it has <laughs> totally changed and, and actually when you look at Limerick's journey in 2018 I suppose for the first three years they bullied every team strength wise you know and now everybody is at probably the same level but yeah without a doubt it's after changing sometimes you know I'd be looking at the times now and they're all big men now right to be fair it's rare you see a fair shoulder it's pretty rare that there's a lot of octopus and passing or tattles that's hands flying pulling back the shoulders pulling back the arms but it's pretty rare you see a 50-50 shoulder. Even if they could slip that into the modern game, it, com- it might excite it a bit. But overall, the game is as healthy as it ever was. You said it there a while ago. It's a total different game. It's nearly programmed now, you know. And, and, and I suppose the danger there is when it's programmed and tactic, ta- tactically uh, going down that road, then you could lose a small bit of freedom out of one's ability. That's the only thing. Yeah. Claire Kilkenny... Clare can't be as bad as last year. No, they can't. But again, John, you just don't know coming into these games. Yeah. Anything could happen. But you're feeling yeah, that, Brendan? No, no. I, I feel it's going to be. I feel it's going to be. You know, a couple of score, a couple of points, maybe either way. I think 
player have a great motivation after last year I mean there's no better motivation than getting back and feeling we didn't perform we let ourselves down we let the fans down you let your club down you let, you let everybody down when when you lose when you just don't perform um, I think there was a feeling in Clare last year and maybe some of them you know noted this after that they were kind of they had an extra time in, in, in the Munster and they looked like they were maybe a little bit burned out um, I think Tony Kelly mentioned after an, after an interview there this year that they feel that they've probably managed the run in this year they've managed the Munster Championship a little bit differently this year um, and they probably feel fresher coming into this game they're going to come up uh, tomorrow against Kilkenny definitely with, with, with definitely with a motivation to right a wrong from last year um, but Kilkenny won't fear anyone and, and I still think Kilkenny have They've got marker. They've got man markers, which are which is important in, in today. Even it was important in the nineties, but it's Mikey Butcher and Tony yeah, Kelly tomorrow. It's still important in today's game. You do need to look at the opposition, and there's you unsettle a forward. Do you get under his forward skin when you're when you're like that? There's two ways of looking at it. From 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 when I was cornerback and if I got detailed to mark somebody it was a massive motivation for me because that was my job for the team um, you know you ha- definitely you have to sacrifice your own game and what I mean by that is you know your first priority is you just keep this guy out of the game and if that just means knocking the ball out of his hand and just getting it out the field that's fine um, I mean I remember last year uh, last year uh, Mikey Butler was on Tony Kelly and there would be a, maybe a, 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 a what do you call it a bit of a schmazzle there for the ball you know what I mean and everyone's in digging for the ball and you'd see Tony just drifting off out the side and next thing Mikey Butler would just ignore the ball and just spot Tony going and his job was just to track Tony and that was it and I don't think Dublin did that the last day and Tony got in for 3-4 I think Tony lost his man a couple of times on the run-ins um, so th- that part of the game is still there from a defender's point of view uh, Kieran was, we were chatting about it earlier maybe the, the, the when you see the big scores maybe some of that defending uh, mindset has gone because now you've got attacking wing backs you've got attacking cornerbacks you know every if you get a shot from a co- as a cornerback from 50 or 60 yards out now if you don't score it there's people in the stand going terrible miss whereas years ago if you if you went for the shot they'd be telling you not to be going for it so definitely the game has changed from that point of view but for, for Clare and, and, and Kilkenny tomorrow it's going to be very very tight John it's a really hard one to call I just feel there's something about Kilkenny they, w- they will not fear Clare and I think they've had their number for the last few years but Clare coming in better prepared this year I think they've managed it better and I think they've a better balance to the team as well um it's not all about Tony Kelly either. They got they've got a number of players up front. I think Rogers is doing some great work around the middle of the field. Shane O'Donnell seems to be on form. Trainer as well. They're going uh, well, yeah. John Conlon. Now for me, it would be a concern that he was, I believe, concussed the last day and is 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 back training and coming in. And they've got a couple of injury concerns coming in the next day. Clear. If they're fully fit, they've a great chance. But I still think if they're missing a few of them, I, I give I, I give Kilkenny a good shout as well. What's your assessment of Clare Kilkenny? Yeah, my assessment is when, when I'm looking at Clare and Kilkenny, I'm looking both of them where they were last year. Have both of them improved? And the answer to that is yes. Yeah, and I kind of said at the start of the year, if Kilkenny got to the All-Ireland final, they'll take some stopping. But I believe Clare's experience with Limerick this year and last year, it's after bringing them on a ton. Clare are probably going in tomorrow thinking they're Munster finals. They should have won the Munster championship. You know, they're the one team that really kind of shoved it onto Limerick. So I, I, I think they're after gaining huge experience from that. Where I'd be kind of, where I would have a little doubt about them would be their defending. As Ali, as Ali touched on, you know, defending coming out through the lines, they appear to be good at that and they've that off to fine art. But it's defending correctly when the ball comes in, a high ball comes in and I'm on Aaron Galan, you know, am I letting Aaron Galan behind me or in front of me? You know, you still have to defend correctly. So I'd have a bit of a doubt around that. 
I, I'd give him a great chance. Uh, it's very hard to call. Who am I going to call it? I'm going to be bold and put my head in the chat block and I'm going to go for Clare. Okay. And is there maybe just still a bit of reliance on TJ Reid or is own Cody now stepping up? I mean, Adrian Mullen, Massey Kilm both named in the team. Um, Adrian Mullen is named in the team, but I believe he got a serious uh, thumb injury a couple of weeks back. So, you know, is he fully fit? Is he 100%? There's so many, you know, ifs and buts, yeah. ifs and buts uh, John, that we don't really know because the teams now are gone so tight and it's all kept indoors. Like years ago, you might hear something out in the public that was fairly accurate, but now you just don't know really from, from how players are going uh, within the training. So from that point of view, if Adrian Mullen is fit, I would still give... Uh, Kilkenny a, ch- a good chance TJ will still pull the strings okay you know some people feel okay he's not as maybe prolific as he was but he still gets on some amount of ball he still creates a lot of chances uh, Owen Cody if he hits form the next day he'll be vital as well Massey Kyo, I think is coming back as well so Kilkenny still have options up front and I think they will trouble this, this clear defence yeah. The Leinster-Munster because Munster was such an exciting championship and it was so cutthroat with Cork and uh Exiting and, and Tipperary, um, then falling flat against Galway. Is there one better than the other? Are we kind of maybe, maybe looking at it through the, the the lens of Munster being so exciting, and then maybe underestimating Leinster? Uh, just to, to follow on from Kilkenny and you've Walter Walsh altogether as well he's after reinventing himself he came on the last two games and looks looks brilliant but you know when you're looking at Munster and Linz, I, I don't I wouldn't compare him myself like okay I suppose when you look at Munster obviously Munster is probably overtaking Linster at the moment because their quality of teams they have more quality teams in Munster and I, and I suppose Limerick on top of that like you've Limerick going well Clare going well Tipperary usually go well uh, Waterford on the way and you know you'll always get Kilkenny you'll always get Galway you might get Wexford one every two or three years and Dublin sometimes come so there's a lot more consistency I think possibly in Munster but at the end of the day the, Mun- the Leinster Championship equally at times can be as good as Munster you know I saw Dublin play Kilkenny this year and they gave an exhibition in the first half an exhibition so and you know you see that in Munster all the time so I, I don't know I think you might want to stir something up comparing yeah, Munster and Leinster Michael Dignam was on about it there recently too it's hard but yeah. I think John I think if you go back to 19 I think 19 was the year Galway actually didn't they, they came I think they didn't qualify because it was a draw match with, with Kilkenny and Wexford if you remember that one yeah, down in Northern Ireland, yeah, yeah. and Dublin actually beat Galway that year but, yeah. uh, so I think if you go back there I think Dublin were at, a, were at a, a higher level that time I think Wexford were at a higher level unfortunately for Leinster I think they've dropped back a bit Because I'm just looking uh, at the form Claire. If, if you look at horse races you look at the form and you look at Dublin were much closer to Kilkenny than they were to Clare mm. uh, but on the other hand look, you look at last year and Kilkenny um, batter Claire so it's it's hard to it is hard, hard and, and a guy yeah. said to me recently he said do you know what he said the, the Munster Championship is just probably more exciting there's bigger crowds they're closer whether it's in Ennis or in Limerick or wherever the games are you know or in Turles you know it just feels differently but he, he made it, he, the point he made to me was if you actually turned off the sound and watched the quality of the hurling do you know what it's it's not that far apart mm. but as Kieran said there's just it's harder to pick the teams that's going to come out of Munster this year people felt Wexford from the league Wexford were just not hitting the heights that they need to hit mm. Dublin the same way and people felt before the Leinster Championship started it's going to be Kilkenny and Galway and that's the way it turned out mm. and Galway have only been up and down in the Leinster Championship but long way behind Dublin to come back and then a long way behind Limerick or Kilkenny in the Leinster final to go two points up to lose by the last minute goal but so from a, at the start of the year when you start now definitely the Leinster Championship or the, is, is at a 
it's it's more predictable than the Munster. Cork could have easily come, come yeah, through yeah, the, the Waterford Tipperary result kind of threw, threw the cat among the pigeons there. So... And Tip just lose by two points and as you said there a while ago Cork also could be in the mix you know yeah. so it's to win the All-Ireland yeah. it was that close to Munster yeah. this year yeah. when you could have scored yeah. them How are you feeling then about today then Kieran uh, Limerick against Galway what's the winning and losing on it was the your win- verdict as, a, as yeah. it were my, my verdict is and, and I'll keep it nice and simple John if Limerick come to the party that we're accustomed to seeing which we haven't seen only in glimpses this year but I believe you know Croke Park is a player a place where every player wants to go, and the real thoroughbreds win to come when they come to Croke Park. They usually deliver the goods. So I'm kind of back in Limerick to come to the party. They've about eleven big big name players who usually deliver the goods in Croke Park. And if they come at that, they'll take they'll take a bit of beating. But if they don't come, if they come similar to what they were doing this year, they could be under pressure. Your verdict, Ali. Um, John, if if you if you look at Limerick in their prime, would everybody fit? I would be, I would be worried about Galway this this afternoon because Galway have not showed that consistency this year in the Munster in the Leinster Championship. They've shown patches of it. Okay, that's fine. The fact that Limerick have the couple of injury worries, uh, they're changing around their team a bit. Um, I do give Galway a chance, but Galway's going to have to put that seventy minutes together. They create a lot of chances against. Tipperary didn't take the chances um, I just feel there's a few of the players Conor Whelan's going really well he's going to need to be at top of his game today I feel Kevin Cooney Evan Island, uh, Keenan Fahey I think them guys have something to offer and I think Henry Shefflin is coming in with a bit more balanced team this year so I really do give us a chance this evening but if Limerick as Kieran says if Limerick hit the heights that they're known to hit I don't know if anybody lives with them but from a guy point of view we're hoping they're at 75% this evening and goal we're at somewhere around 90% efficiency and if we are we've a right good chance It'll be a great day lads enjoy it Ali Canning Kieran Carey thanks much for coming into our great studio here in Dublin off the ball and uh, may the best team win Thank you John Enjoy great the weekend to be here. <laughs> Yeah and uh, we'll love to have you in again uh, Just to let you know folks Tipperary against Antrim in the Camogie uh, half three throw in a Croke Park the quarter final of the kind of preceding game the relegation semi-final Wexford beating down 116 to 15 points so Wexford stay up the under 21 European Championship final England Spain kicks off at 5 o'clock uh, we have rugby championship action as well South Africa against Australia 405 Argentina New Zealand this evening the women's open uh, Leona Maguire tied 5th going into the third round of Pebble Beach Anya Donegan tied 11 we also have horse racing Paddington favoured for the Group 1 Carlisle Eclipse at Sandown the British Grand Prix at Silverstone this weekend Wimbledon to update you on and the Tour de France we're back after the break with an interview with the Donegal legend Michael Murphy on the Gaelic Football Championship we're back after this Hurling on Off the Ball with Board Gosh Energy proud sponsors of the Senior Hurling Championship 